0: I'm Stephanie, and I'm Sarah, and this, and this is Dead, Dead Time Stories. Stories. Thanks for coming in. This is episode 100, and is it four? Four. It is 104, and we're live streaming, and it's a whole difficult process. It is but if you're a waiting whole until this ordeal. Comes out on Thursday, you won't even know unless you were there what the experience was like. It, honestly, y'all, there's like 30 minutes of material that wasn't even recorded. Uh, I mean, it was recorded through video, but not through audio, so. <laughs> so yeah, we're recording live on Facebook. It's a whole thing. We're on here like 45 minutes after we intended to be, uh, just because technical difficulties. But if you were patient, uh, maybe it turned out to be better for you because you waited to listen. Or maybe you're the kind of fan, like I assume Christina and Colleen and Zach are, where you watched it live, but then you're still going to listen to the recording later. (laughs) So that you can forget all of this part that happened. Yeah, please. (laughs) Sarah, anything new and exciting in your life right now? Oh man, you know, I walked from the bedroom to the kitchen today. Uh I unloaded the dishwasher. So, you know, big things happening over here in the Headens household. Uh, no, nothing new other than we have merch. Please buy our merch and please keep listening to the show and telling your friends, because we're still here. I'm still editing this three-star, two star content. And uh that's uh all I got. Real boring. I know you have more, uh, in not info, well, uh, you have more things going on in your life than I do. (laughs) I don't know if any of them are things I was going to talk about on the show. Then we're going to cut it. (laughs) Stephanie, anything you you want to add? (laughs) I mean, yeah, we'll cut this part for the (laughs) rebroadcast. Someone at my job tested positive for the COVID. Uh, So now I'm not going to work for a little while. Now, I haven't worked with this person in some time, so it should be fine. But just to be safe, I'm not going in. Um, So that's what's going on there. And so I have a few days off and I'm going to drink and support my team remotely and have a good time. And Stephanie's going to live by those, what do we call them? Airport rules. That's right. Airport rules. I'm awake. I can drink. Colleen, I zero out of 10 would not recommend COVID either. I mean, I I haven't experienced any, I don't know, symptoms or anything, but at the same time, you know. So yeah, for those of y'all tuning in for episode 104, we're live streaming. So throughout this episode, we might reference people commenting in and responding to them. Um, so it's almost like a little live stream Q and a slash episode recording. So if you hear us talk about Colleen or Zach or Mary Angela, it's not because they're here with us, but I mean, they are in spirit, but it's because they're 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 commenting. They're here in my heart and they're here watching the Facebook live. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. So that's what that means. So yeah, I don't have anything else. If you want to just. No pressing business fucking dive into it no everything's kind of the same because life is on hold life is on hold and it's weird this whole experience is weird everything is weird life is weird but like this is weird it's like the stage manager of my life went hold please oh my god and then they all went on break (laughs) but they didn't tell us and they were like hey everyone take a three months And they were like, thank you, three months. And we were like, we were told to just stop talking on stage. And somebody was in the bathroom like, thank you, three months. Thank you, three months. They were put in and they got the three month call. Is that going to be the baby's name for this episode? Thank you, three months. Thank you, three months. (laughs) Perfect. And if you listen to last week's episode, you'll realize that reference is to how I name our episodes. They're like babies. I have to listen to them, get to know them. You got Braylon, Kaylee. <laughs> Those all get scratched out, though, and we go with something stupid like fecal forgery and Fort Frustrations. Oh, it's your favorite. I know. It's That's my favorite episode. We I peaked way too soon. Like, that's episode five. <laughs> We're 100 episodes later, and I still can't stop I mean, talking like about I still that episode. Matched it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do. That one and episode seven, first of all, I wasn't even the killer, because that's where I talk about the love Pass. I haven't been able to top them, you guys. That one was wacky. We talked about some shit. We've talked about a lot right, of shit. All right, well, I can talk about more shit. You know. Sarah. Stephanie leslie leslie y'all ready to talk about some ghosts um i'm going first this week and i'm not talking about a ghost well fuck you i'm just kidding but we say that all the time anyway so sarah there is a new season of uh the television show of dirty john coming out you'll remember i talked about john meehan Right. Now, I was like, how are they going to make a second season of Dirty John? Because John Meehan, dead. He dead, girl. But the second season isn't about John Meehan. It is about another true crime case, and it's about the story of a woman named Betty Broderick. Is this a story you're going to tell? Because I have not watched the show, but I saw the trailer, and I was like, ooh, that looks good. I haven't even watched the trailer yet, but I know Amanda Peet is there, and I... Used to have mixed feelings about Amanda P. I used to think I didn't like her. And then I realized that she's a good actress. She just usually plays terrible people. <laughs> um, and that's no exception with her playing the character of Betty Broderick in the new season of Dear John. Uh, or as I like to call it, Ugly Betty. Um, but <laughs> oh, no. No, Amanda P. is not ugly and neither was Betty Broderick. Or is, I guess. She's still alive. Um, But she's a real lady (laughs) who Amanda Peet is playing. And so I'm going to talk about her. So she met her her husband, who would become her husband. First of all, she was born in 1947. She's still alive. She's 72 now. Um, But she met her husband, Dan Broderick, uh, in 1965 uh he was born in 1944 so he's just like 3 years older than her but they met when they were both going to college they went to the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana um but he's from Pittsburgh he was the eldest son of a large catholic family and both his parents were descendants of irish immigrants um but they were like a very they were like a very well to do couple right like he was a doctor um she went to um I mean I said she went to Notre Dame, Notre Dame But you know, she was like a cute housewife with an education, but her husband had like a double thing going on where he had like a an MD, but he also had um a degree from Harvard Law. Like he was a a smart man. And so she just became a housewife, right? Because he made tons of money with his like double like doctorate and law degree. He was I mean, I base. would hope so. Yes. Double uh, the I mean, degree, double the money. In the 80s. So she was a classic, uh, 80s housewife in that that girl was on them early MLMs. She was selling like Tupperware. Tupperware. She was selling Avon. She was yes, like a classic Avon. hun, right? Where she was like, Hey, hun, remember me from high school? This was before they had social media, but she was like, I saw you, uh, were, you were looking great at the block party. And I was just wondering if you'd be interested in having a Tupperware party. She's like back when Mary Kay's pink convertibles were legit, and you would actually see people driving those pink. What were they? No, they weren't convertibles. They were Chevrolet. Cadillacs. Cadillacs. That pink, the pink Cadillac. Mary Kay Cadillacs. You actually still saw those. Uh, my grandmother still sells Avon. So yeah, I was gonna say. Side <laughs> note: I knew a girl in high school who her mom sold Mary Kay, and then she started selling Mary Kay. So, like, her mom dragged her into it, and they tried to get me to sell Mary Kay, and I remember being really mad that my mom, like, wouldn't let me. I was like, you don't want to support me as a young entrepreneur, mom. That <laughs> yeah, was right. I, like, got older and understood that, like, pyramid schemes are, like, <laughs> terrible. I was just like, my mom doesn't want me to be a businesswoman. Um, but so little Betty Broderick, she was selling her Tupperware. She was selling Avon and she's having like a good little time in the late 70s, early 80s. So in 1982, Dan hired, um, 21 year old Linda Colkena, who was a former, uh, airline stewardess for Delta to be his legal assistant, right? Quote unquote, legal assistant, legal assistant, wink, 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 wink. nudge, nudge, say no more.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. There right. It right, is. right.
0: So as early as October 1983, Broderick suspected that Dan was having an affair with Colcana, and she accused her husband of infidelity. Dan denied having an affair with Colcana, and he told Broderick that she was crazy, which is always what you should tell your wife. Oh yeah. Well, you know what is this? The 70s gaslighting is like every, like you learned that in home ec class, right? But in like parentheses, like. She also, like, is a little crazy. Like, crazy is a word we lean away from now. Because <laughs> we're like, mm, don't but she crazy. is, crazy. But she was a little crazy. Like, she had a little, a little too much going on. So, eventually, the marriage broke down, as it do. And he uh, moved out in February of 1985 against Betty's Wishes and he eventually took custody of their children after Betty dumped the children on his doorstep one by one. One by one? One by one. How old were they when she was dumping them off? Um, I mean, they were young. Uh, one of them was, um, I mean, one of them was like 10. I want to say it was the oldest one. Uh, one was nine. One was like five. And the other one was like three. So she was like, all right, I'm going to leave you with one of these kids. You know what? Take two of them. We'll split them in half. You know what? You take three and I'll keep one. You know what? You just, just take You're doing them. so good with all of them. Just take them all. She's like, you just take the children. See how I feel about it. Dan." That was how Betty was. Right? And she dropped her glass and she left the kids and walked out. Right. But one at a time. <laughs> one at a time. Of course. So eventually he like, you know, he took on all the kids. They were his kids. He was like, you know, got to do what I got to do. <laughs> he eventually did confess that he had been having an affair with Colcana. And naturally, so the shocked. divorce proceedings only got more hostile after, like, her worst suspicions were confirmed. Broderick versus Broderick became one of the more infamous divorce cases in the U.S., Primarily because of issues involving women who had worked while putting their husbands through graduate and professional school. Because she was working while he was going to school, but then once he finished school, he was paying for everything, right? And so he could easily say, well, I make the most money and, and I make it like I get to take it. But, like, he never would have made that money if she hadn't been supporting him through school in the first place. So, this was the yeah. first case to really make a big deal of, like, okay, like, yes, it's your money, but you never would have gotten that money without your wife. Yeah. Without Mrs. Broderick. So, the divorce finalized in 1989. That was four years after Dan filed for divorce. So, it took four years for them to, like, hash this shit out and get Of them done going with back it. and forth. Gosh. But Broderick's behavior, um, Betty Broderick that would be, became increasingly violent and irrational. She left hundreds of hundreds of profane messages on Dan's answering machine. She ignored countless restraining orders that forbade her from setting foot on Dan's property. She vandalized his new home and even drove her car into his front door. Despite Stop! That the children were inside the house at the time. She ran her car in his front door and she was like, oops. <laughs> like, what does she have to say about that? Like, how does she not get in trouble? She's like, sorry, I didn't see your door there. Is that new? <laughs> when, did, when did that get put there? When did put a door there? That's new. That wasn't there three weeks ago. So, like I said, the divorce finalized in 1989, like in February, beginning of the year. In April, so the same year, just a few months later, Dan and Colcana got married. Dan and the the lady that he was having an affair with. Colcana had been concerned about Betty Broderick's behavior and even recommended that Dan wear a bulletproof vest to their wedding. Because she was afraid that Betty was going to do some shit. Well, okay. First off, if Betty's going to show up to do some shit, you can bet your ass that Betty's going to get him right between the eyes. You can betty your ass that she will do it. <laughs> she will not miss. Um, so, Betty didn't show up to the wedding. The wedding went off without a hitch, and that was fine. But after the wedding, Betty claimed that Linda taunted her by, uh, by sending facial cream and slimming treatment ads by the mail. Betty was saying that Linda was sending her like <laughs> shit to be like, "Here's how to lose weight, Betty." <laughs> oh, I love that kind of petty bullshit right there. Be like, Ooh. "Oh, you like Avon? How about some Slim Fast?" Girl. Eight months after buying a Smith and Wesson revolver, and seven months after Dan and Linda got married. Betty Broderick drove to Dan's house at 1401 Cypress Avenue in the Marston Hills neighborhood of Balboa Park in San Diego. Broderick used a key that she had stolen from her daughter, right? Because obviously her daughter had keys to both houses. Mm-hmm. She stole her daughter's key to enter the house while the couple slept, and she shot and killed them both in the bed. Mm-hmm. However- what? So She shot- she I shot told Lynn you she wasn't going to miss- she shot Linda first. She shot her in the chest and the head. Linda was dead almost instantly. She said that Dan didn't die right away and that they, like, had a little conversation. Um, and that he said, like, his last words were, you did it. You've killed me. Yeah. What? 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 Okay. The murders occurred at 5.30 a.m. on Sunday, November 5th, 1989. It was two days before Betty's 42nd birthday. Two bullets hit Linda in the head and chest, killing her instantly. One bullet hit Dan in the chest as he apparently was reaching for the phone. One bullet hit the wall and one bullet hit the nightstand. Dan was 44, 17 days shy of his 45th birthday. Linda was 28. Wow. Evidence was presented at the trial that Betty had removed a phone and answering machine from Dan Broderick's bedroom so that he could not call for help. Medical evidence indicated that Dan had not died right away, and Betty admitted that she had that he had spoken to her after she shot him, and his la- and his last words were, Okay, you shot me, I'm dead. After contacting her daughter Lee and Lee's boyfriend, Broderick turned herself into the police, never denying that she had indeed pulled the trigger. Five times. Broderick's explanation at both trials was that she never planned to kill Dan and Linda, and that her crime was not premeditated. (laughs) Which I'm like, how are you going to say you took the phone and the answering machine out, but you weren't planning to kill anybody? I just wanted to have a conversation with them. I didn't want to kill nobody. You know what? I thought when I shot her in the head, I figured maybe she would just come out a little bit dumber. Maybe she wouldn't remember anything that happened. So she had two trials, right? At the first trial, it was a hung jury. Yeah. At the second trial, she was like, I got to change up my story a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So her, first story her account in. of the murders at the second trial was that, again, she wasn't planning on killing them, but she was startled because Linda screamed, call the police, and she immediately fired the gun and shot Linda. I- Betty, Betty. 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 So Linda and Dan Broderick, they're listed as buried together at the Greenwood Memorial Park in San Diego. Uh, attorney Jack Early represented Broderick at the trial. Carrie Wells prosecuted for the state of California. Broderick's defense was that she had been a battered wife, claiming that she was driven over the edge by years of psychological, physical, and mental abuse at the hands of her ex-husband. Wells portrayed Broderick as a murderer who planned and schemed to kill her ex-husband and argued to the jury that Broderick was not a battered woman. She had, after all, been getting $16,000 a month in alimony what what sixteen thousand dollars a month in alimony in addition to the salary that she was earning working at that time as at like an art gallery she was also living in a six now mind you this is in like 1982 1984 maybe right this is the early 80s She was also living in a $650,000 La Jolla beachfront property that Dan had bought for her. She had two cars, she had a boyfriend who was living with her at the time of the murders, and she currently had two younger sons that were living with her still. Oh my god! Dr. Clark Dietz for the prosecution used the analysis of Dr. Melvin Goldsband, who previously worked on the case for the prosecution. Dietz said Broderick had histrionic and narcissistic personality disorders. Her first trial ended with a hung jury when two of the jurors held out for manslaughter. They were like, "No, I don't think she I don't think it was premeditated. She's more. It just happened." Oh my god. Right, citing a lack of intent. So a mistrial was declared by Judge Thomas J. Willen. Betty Broderick was retried a year later with the same defense attorney and a pro- and the same prosecutor. The second trial was essentially a replay of the first trial. Prosecutor Wells was very successful the second time around when the jury returned with a verdict of two counts of second degree murder. Broderick was, uh, was sentenced to two consecutive terms of 15 years to life, plus two years for illegal use of a firearm, which was the maximum under the law at the time. She had been wow. incarcerated since the day she committed the murders. Roderick, wow. at this time, is still serving her sentence at the California Institution for Women in Chino, California. In January of 2010, her first request for parole was denied by the Board of Parole Hearings because she did not show any remorse and did not acknowledge any wrongdoing. Right? She's like, you know what? Worth it. She was denied parole in 2011, and again in January of 2017. She will not be eligible again until January of 2032. Wow. Yes. Now, there has been a weird, there's been like a large number of like made-for-TV movies about her. There's multiple books about her. She appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show twice. She was on Hard Copy 2020 and a show called Headliners and Legends. There are at least four books written about her story, um, including a book that she wrote herself, which the name of it is not popping up here, and I'm like, no, I want to remember the name of her book, Telling on Myself by Betty Broderick. (laughs) That's the name of her book. The name of that book comes in a very close second place to If I Did It. If I Did It, right. If in tons (laughs) of Now, originally, of course, O.J.'s book was "If I Did It," but when uh, the rights were given to the Goldmans and um, the Smiths, like his uh, the people that you know, the families of his victims, they changed the cover, so it's like. If is like, title, if I did it, big I did it. <laughs> um, so, yes, Betty has a book. Now, remember, she has never denied committing the crime. That's the difference with OJ. OJ's like, nope, didn't do it. If I did it, this is what I would have done. Betty's like, yeah, I did it. But here's. Hand. But if I done it, how could you tell me that I was wrong? That was Betty. <laughs> she watches Chicago and she's like, yes, that's my like, life. Yes, he did have it coming. He had it um, there's coming. also been uh, there was an episode of Law and Order about her. There was an episode of My Favorite Murder where they talked about her, and the second season of the TV series Dirty John features the story of Betty and Dan Broderick. Betty is being played by Amanda Pete, and Dan is being played by Christian Slater, <laughs> who I love. I love Christian Slater. So um, Betty Broderick is still serving time. She. she's never denied that she did it but she's also never really shown remorse or acted like she felt bad about it which is why she's never been released on parole yeah she's like "Mm, worth it but yeah she's in her 70s and she's still there and that's what it is that's your story and Betty's story and she's sticking to it now that the second Um, trial is over I happened to catch a glimpse of the the closed captioning and it (laughs) Uh Christian Slater to Christians later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, closed captioning. Go home, you're drunk. And that's Betty's story, and she's sticking to it. I mean, she never denied it. She never she's denied like, this it. Is she who just I sort am. of changed what happened. Yeah. That's Betty. Yay. Damn. Alright, well, this is the part of the show where we tell you guys about a promo. Oh my God! Have. Yes, you get to see what this looks like on the back end if you're watching on. Facebook oh yeah, right it's now. it's real exciting. Um. So yeah, this week we're gonna be featuring a promo from uh, a podcast called Piecing It Together. Uh, give it a listen. They're a little bit different. They talk about different types of movies and the things that sort of inspired those movies and helped those movies come to about. Come to about. Help those movies come oh, about. about. All right. Why did those movies come on about? What's about? Why is it coming there? I don't understand. But on this podcast, they piece those questions together. So um, as Stephanie likes to say, take a listen. Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. I'm definitely going to check that out. Oh my God. (laughs) Especially when you say it just like that. I was expecting you to do one of your old school like "Mm, piecing it together. Okay, I'll do that instead. No, I didn't. I just... Mmm, piecing it together. Take a listen. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what are you talking about this week? Stephanie, um, what I'm talking about this week are ghost stories. Yay! Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Because I got some stories. Oh, I'm so ready. Um, so I'm going to be bringing you some real first person account Reddit stories. And I've got three of them. And the last one includes an audio clip that I am going to try to make happen to live. We're gonna see how it goes. So get ready. So yes, these are all coming from a Reddit thread. I've got two really good ones. And we'll just take it away. So first one is from a Reddit user under the handle, you know, you'll appreciate this. It's munchies with a z oh i love it already m-u-n-c-h-y-z munchies and here we go it says they lived in an old haunted house while they were in college and things got so weird that everyone moved out for them and one roommate and here's a few things that happened Uh, One, they woke up at 3 a.m. because my roommate's door kept opening and slamming shut. From my bed, I yelled for them to stop, only to realize that I was the only one home that weekend, and as soon as I yelled, the slamming stopped, but the hippie beads I had hanging outside my closed door began to sway perfectly, yet violently, against the doorframe for half an hour while I debated if I should pop out my air conditioning unit and jump out the window. I laid in the fetal position in bed till it stopped." I don't like it. Number two, I woke up at 3 a.m. alone again, hearing the Nintendo in the back porch playing loudly. I figured a drunk kid had came in and started playing, so I grabbed a bat, walked towards the back of the house as the music got louder and louder, and as soon as I opened the door, it was completely quiet. Mind you, it was loud enough to wake me up. (laughs) And also, why they have Nintendo on the back porch? And Why is the ghost playing Nintendo? How does the ghost know how to play Nintendo? Number three. I had friends over and told them the house was haunted and no one believed me. So I asked the ghost to do anything to prove it was there. And as soon as I asked, all the lights in the house began flickering for about a minute straight. And Love this that. was the middle of the day and everyone witnessed it. I know I wish that they had like I think this was might have been before video phones or like camera phones, but I wish oh my god they could have caught some of this. Number four, almost everyone who stayed over at that house had sleep paralysis at least once in the house and every time oh number five every time something spooky happened, the house would smell like old lady flowery strong perfume. Number six. The house had a door built into the flooring that I'm led to the sorry, basement. I'm thinking, like Old Lady Brand. Old Lady Brand flower perfume. Old Lady Brand flower perfume.
1: Don't we you know it? In it's
0: flower perfumes for old ladies. It's uh timeless by Avon. <laughs> Have you ever Brought smelled to that by Betty Broderick? perfume do you, that's a real perfume that was my grandmother's perfume timeless that's what it called that's what it was called and it was by Avon and to this day if i smell it i'm like that's, that's my grandma. grandma yep that's my grandma i'm like is there an old lady here and she's like me do you have an avon catalog um, i'm like no ma'am it's 2020 i don't do pyramid schemes she's like what's a pyramid number 6 This house had a door built into the flooring that led to the basement. Uh, We always had a rug covering it up so no one knew it was there. But things would constantly go missing in the house and they would turn up in the basement. This house had a coal chute from when it was heated by coal back in the day. And missing stuff would always be placed on the chute downstairs for us to come and get. Nope. That's a big fucking nope from me. Yeah, I'm just like... If you're going to take my stuff and then deliberately put it in one spot, what's the point of taking it? I you know I'm just going to put it back. With Val moving my things and me not knowing where they go, I don't need a ghost to add that. Come on, ghost. Yeah. Number 7. My roommate had some issues and once while playing video games late at night, he saw a mist kind of hovering from the kitchen and then move into the bathroom. And the bathroom had a trap door that led to the attic. What? And that's where we figured the old lady ghost used to like to hang out. No! I have to take a second because, yeah, when I read this the first time, that was the one that stuck out at me as being like, fuck, 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 fuck all of that. Because I don't know about you, but almost any time I'm in the shower, I'll have moments by myself where my eyes are closed. I'm shampooing my hair. Well, you might not not anymore bitch but <laughs> but i'm shampooing my hair and my eyes are closed and then all of a sudden i'm like oh my god what if i open my eyes and there's like a face right in here. front of me or there's a ghost there and this one has the fucking trap door is in the bathroom ghost lady is probably in there i, I never don't heard about like that idea in there but i mean i saw psycho as a young kid and i was convinced i was gonna open my eyes and somebody's gonna be slashing through that curtain Honestly, tomato, tomato for me at this point. Either or, it's someone who should not be in there with me because I did not consent to it. So, number eight. Same roommate was up late and he went to go lock the doors and turn off the lights. When he turned his back on the room and walked to the door, he heard someone breathe into his ear. (sighs) No, he thought it was me, no, but I was sleeping. No. He turned around, pissed himself, ran to his room, and he was too afraid to come out and turn off the lights and TV. Yup. No. I don't want to feel anybody breathe. I don't want- don't Breathing. Don't breathe on me. Don't <sighs> breathe on me, you fucking- creep. Right. We no, get a nasty what? ghost breath. Get out. You like hide like a turtle. Like, I just get with my right. turtle Don't. <sighs> get away. No, get away from what? me. Yes. Yes. That old lady was like, <sighs> gotcha. <sighs> And she had old lady breath. Dead old lady breath. She's like, did you grab that Avon cattle? <laughs> 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 Number nine, loud thumps in the attic at all hours. But for peace of mind, we told ourselves squirrels must have gotten up there. Number ten, voices would wake us up in the middle of the night. And I spent many mornings on the front porch waiting for the sun to come up before I went back in the house honestly move out just pack your shit and move out get out get out get out of the house yeah it's, it's time not like they didn't own the house right they were renting no they were renting it during college yeah fuck that yeah no it's not like honestly. you own that house and it's like we got to get out from under this house when you're renting in college it's like fuck this we're going to another house i'm like fuck this i'm getting on tinder i'll couch hop bed hop till this semester's over i'm over it you're gonna find those couch hops through tinder I was like, I'd rather have a ghost dick than a ghost in my house. All right? <laughs> I'd rather have a ghost dick than a dick ghost. <laughs> than a fucking dick-ass ghost. Get out of here, you dick-ass ghost. That's also could probably be the name of this baby. You dick-ass ghost. All right. <laughs> I love, yeah, Sarah takes notes whenever we say something that she's like, maybe this is the name of the episode. This could be dick the baby ass name. Dick-ass ghost, episode 103. It, it, falls off, like it flows off the tongue. 104. Um, Okay, and number 11, coincidentally, I had a friend years later that rented from the same landlord, same town, but a different house where he and all of his roommates moved out because that house was also haunted. I didn't think it was too weird until he was telling me that when all of the weird stuff happened, it was accompanied by an old lady flowery, stanky perfume. And a lot of people had sleep paralysis in that house as well. Fuck that. Fuck all so grandma that. might have been attached to the landlord. <laughs> to the landlord, so she is the same landlord owns the other property they moved into. Maybe she's like, well, those kids left that place. Let me go get these kids. Maybe they got some Avon. <laughs> she's like, I gotta get that perfume. I can't I get gotta it get anywhere else. The Avon Come exclusive. On, that, how else are you guys gonna know that I'm here? So that's my first haunted house story. My second one, I'm really excited about, and I was going to save it because I was going to use it to accompany me talking about this theme in the future, but I figured I'm just going to go ahead and tell this one as a part of my Reddit haunted houses theme, and then I can also circle back and talk about talk about this in the future. But this one is from user one ltobvious underscore and they said... I lived in a house that seemed to be haunted by doppelgangers. And that's the thing that I want to talk about in the future is doppelgangers. What? Yep. The fact that there's a theory, I mean, that, you know, there are rips in the space-time continuum and yourself from a different timeline uh doppelgangers some people say that they're like the evil version of you or it's like a a a tear in the time space continuum and you're seeing like you in another timeline that's all something that i want to research and like get into and do a whole episode about but these hauntings they say they feel like their house seemed to be haunted by doppelganger version of ghosts, entities Whatever
1: because oh, every event,
0: every event that ever happened involved some mysterious figure and a known person being in a place where they should not have been. So here are some examples. Uh, Number one, I was a teenager at the time and I I was instant messaging my girlfriend at the time with the webcam turned on. I had the viewer up so that I could see myself in the webcam. And behind me, there were stairs leading up and to the entrance of the living room. My younger sister would typically fall asleep every night on the couch in front of the TV and make her way up to the bed in the middle of the night. At one point in my webcam view, I saw my sister leave the living room and go up the stairs. The thing that struck me as odd was that I didn't hear anything. It was an older Victorian house, so the wooden floor and stairs were loud as fuck. Without saying anything to my girlfriend, I got up, I looked into the living room, and there was my sister passed out on the couch. I sat back down and I asked my girlfriend if she had seen anything on the camera and she said, yeah, I just saw your sister go upstairs. Number two. My family was all getting ready to go somewhere, and I was sitting in the car with my mom, and we were waiting on my sister, who was still in the house. After a little bit, she comes out, gets in the car, and looks at me like, what the fuck? And I ask her what's wrong, and she says that just before she walked out of the house, she thought I was still inside. So she yelled up the stairs, hey, we're leaving, and apparently I yelled back, okay, I'll be down in a minute. And then she went out to the car, and he was there. Another one uh, from his mom. My mom woke up to someone tapping her foot and she said someone was standing at the end of her bed who faded out after a couple of seconds. But she said that it looked like the outline of me. I had an encounter where I woke up and felt like someone was under my covers laying up against me. No. When I said something, my blanket visibly deflated and I no longer felt anything. I'm including this with the doppelganger stories because even though I didn't see what I felt under the blanket, it felt like my girlfriend would have been when she was laying against me. I don't like this. And last, when I was 22, I was in the military and I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. It still took a year after the diagnosis to separate from the military, but I went home on leave for the holidays about a month after my diagnosis. Now, anyone that has insulin-dependent diabetes typically carries around some sort of kit. Right after I left home to head back from my leave, my mom texts me to ask if I'm missing my diabetes kit. I look, and I'm not. I have it with me. It was and the ghost of the diabetes me a kit! She sends me a picture of a diabetic kit and asks if I know it. I have never seen this specific kit before in my life. And apparently, my sister went into her bedroom and discovered it outside of her window, propped up like someone had set it there. Oh, and also, her bedroom is on the second floor. And nobody okay. else we know has diabetes. Fuck. And how is it yep. sitting just in, like, the windowsill, but outside? It's, like, right on the... Yep. Like, somebody propped it up like someone had set it there. And it wasn't his. It was one that he, like, didn't recognize. And it was a kit that he did not recognize. Oh, I know. Fuck. So that's my second haunted house story. And then here's my third and final one. And this one is accompanied by audio. So, fingers crossed. I'll have to take off my headphones, I think, to play it through the speakers. But I think I'll be able to make it work. We'll so. see what happens. The title of this, this is by user Red Wants Blue 80. And this was posted and this happened, this was posted six years ago. However, these things happened in 2013. And the title of the post is Experience Using Sleep as Android App. Alright? So the original post is. I use an app called Sleep as Android to improve my sleep, and one of the features is that it records your nighttime noises, snoring, sleep talk, cover ruffles, coughing, etc. I've been using the app since October 1st of 2013, and I've never caught anything other than the sounds created by me changing positions or coughing or something like that. On December, at 2.04 a.m., I caught something very Weird. To set up, this night I was sleeping in my bed. My three year old was with me that night as he is very scared of the dark, and it was just the two of us in the whole house. The next night, I decided to go through and delete my recordings and saw this particular record. In it, you can hear some clicks that start to get louder over the course of the recording, and eventually, you can hear me say, What are you doing? And immediately after, there is a deep voice that says, Nothing. The clicks become very loud at that point, and at the very end of the recording, you hear the same voice say, That's them. I'm pretty creeped out by this. I don't remember being awake that night. I have chills up the back of my neck right now. The only plausible explanation is that I answered my own sleep talking, but the voice doesn't even sound like me or something I could emulate It definitely doesn't sound like a voice my preschooler would emulate either, and I have no idea what the clicks could be. I keep a fan going at night for white noise, but the clicks sound like they're coming from right near my phone, which is placed right by me on the bedside table. I want to say I've picked up the clicks a few times on recordings, but deleted them thinking it was nothing, and this is the first time I have ever heard anything. Here's the original audio. I would love some debunking here. So she posts the original audio, a whole bunch of listeners jump in and say, this is what we heard, this is what we heard, this is what normal background sounds, sound like, etc. And then someone posts a sort of cleaned up version of the audio. So that's what I'm going to play right now, as opposed to playing the original audio. And let me see if I can get it. Okay, so here it is. What are you doing? Oh, my God. okay. Okay, So again, you clearly hear on the audio, background noise, et cetera. You hear her in kind of a sleepy voice just say, what are you doing? And then immediately after it's nothing, then some other noises, those clicks, and then you hear that's them or something them. So people on Reddit sort of went crazy with this and she did an update. And she said, all right, so this thread is getting some attention and I have people messaging me for an update or wanting to know if me and my son are okay. Well, this event scared the bejesus out of me. I still use the app, but only for sleep monitoring purposes. I never listen to the recordings and therefore there has been no updates I can offer. With the latest attention, I did have a Redditor kind enough to offer his professionalism to state that they did not think that the second voice was me, and therefore the theory of the second voice being me sleep-talking is less likely to be true. They messaged me, and I'm hoping to work with this person to definitively rule out that the voice was not my own. Anyway, here's a clip of his or her message. They said the other person in the recording definitely is not you talking to yourself, nor is it your son. Your voice's pitch in the question, what are you doing, is around 265 hertz. And the answerer's voice seems to be around 95 hertz. This is relatively a low voice, even for a man. Unfortunately, the recording seems to have clipped a lot of the lower frequencies, which makes it seem like the man's voice is around 190 hertz, but there's a little hint of the 90 hertz tone left and judging by the upper frequencies and some test recordings of my own voice, I'm a man. It definitely seems and sounds like a man to me. If I had a recording of you talking normally then trying to make a really low voice, I could definitely tell if my theory is true. Since this thread's been archived, I may create a new one. However, this happened a long time ago. It was pretty traumatizing for me, and I don't think I will ever know what the hell happened that night, but I am now 100% certain that the voice was not mine or my child's. Thanks for your concern. Sorry this post had stayed with many of you in a negative way. So basically they were told by another user that the other voice that you hear in that recording is at such a low frequency. Number one, it's not hers, a woman's or her three-year-old son's. It's definitely a man's and it's even very low for a normal man's voice on a recording unfortunately she never checked any other recordings in her sleep app she never did anything else with it and as of april 21st 2015 she posted that she is no longer living at the house where this took place so there are no more updates from here on out in all caps thank god if you look through the reddit comments You've got a 50-50 of people thinking that it's paranormal and people thinking that she had intruders in her house and that they had been coming in while her and her son were sleeping and going through her stuff. And that was one night that she just happened to catch them on camera because she drowsily woke up, said, what are you doing? And they responded saying nothing. And then saying to their other person in regards to her and her son in bed, that's them. But it could go either way. It could be a ghost or it could be the fact like that they I had feel. home intruders. But <laughs> don't like how Neither option is a good option. They both suck. I was like, both of those are horrible. I don't like either of those. And yeah. And the audio is super, it still gives me chills whether it's a ghost or whether it's some other person in the house while they're sleeping in bed. Who cares? It's terrifying. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, Sarah. So those are my stories, my three stories, and I'm sticking to them. Um, that's them. I don't like it. I don't like how I feel. You're welcome. Dead time <laughs> stories. Well, um. Yeah, that's terrifying. I don't like it. I mean, yeah, I'm like I don't like either. I don't like it's a ghost. I don't like that it's. Fuck it! People breaking into her house. Who she talked to, and they were like, "Oh, like that's them." She's sleeping. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. she's just talking in her sleep. I don't like, yep. I don't like, I don't like either one. Ugh. I know. I hate how I feel right now. Like my whole, <laughs> I'm cringing. Like my whole body is like, oh, I don't like it. You're welcome. <laughs> good. Maybe. Well, well, <laughs> that's what happens. That's our episode. <laughs> My My goal is to leave Stephanie feeling very uncomfortable, so feel good about this two-star content. (laughs) I did a good job. Well, if you tuned in on Facebook today, thank you, especially thank you for your patience at the beginning, but people are still here, so that's exciting yes thank you guys I want to say Zach realized the callback to the ghost dick thank you Zach always always appreciate those ghost dick callbacks one day uh, we'll have the ghost dick on the show someday someday well I want to thank everybody for coming on Facebook if you did if you watched us on the live stream that's great otherwise thank you for listening at home when this episode came out if you want to support the podcast we have merch now as you may yeah Episode bah, 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 on bah. our website because we have a website now, deadtime yeah. stories with a Z, all one word.com. If you want to support our show, the best way that you can do that is by buying merch or by subscribing to our Patreon. We have $1, $5, and $15 tiers. $1 gets you access to the Patreon exclusive Facebook group, which is a really good time. All the people that are watching live right now are aware of it. And then <laughs> Of course, we understand. Right now is a financially difficult time for a lot of people. So the other yes. best way that you can support our show is by leaving us a five star review on iTunes, and by telling your friends to leave five star reviews. Bump us up from that four point. Please, for the love of God, of right now. Yeah, we might give you two star content, but we want all the newbies we to want think that's that five star content. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you can subscribe to us on Instagram. We're Dead Time Stories Sarah. Loves, loves, loves your emails at deadtimestories at gmail dot com. Shoot her an email. We'll talk about it on the show. We will. And y'all, I'll be honest. I've been working on our Instagram, and we are like forty followers away from seven hundred, which is my new goal. So tell your friends to follow our Instagram and to like our Instagram, so we can get all those fucking followers to bump us up from our two star content. Cross. We just got to post more hashtag Annabelle shit. Oh, I had that hashtag. That post still gets likes. That post daily. still gets likes. If you don't know, we had a post that blew up when we had the episode where we talked with the Warrens and we posted a thing with hashtag Annabelle and that post has gotten like 1,500 likes. Like it's crazy. Like it's crazy, but these people don't listen. It's crazy. So... And we still get notifications that people are liking that post. So every now and then we just throw hashtag Annabelle on a post and see if it brings any attention to us. Hashtag but, you know. Annabelle. That could be the name of this episode too. <laughs> uh, bring it back. Bring it back. Get those. I wonder if I named this episode hashtag Annabelle if we would immediately get like a thousand more listens than we normally Yeah, do. but then it'll bring our, our rating down to two stars because they'll be like, two stars. These bitches didn't once talk about Annabelle. <laughs> They didn't talk about Annabelle till the very end. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Annabelle was a doll. Y'all know. You all know. She was a raggedy Annabelle. You would know, because if you're here, you should have started back at the beginning. That's what Sarah would tell you, episode one. Grumble Thorpe to my mouth a little bit. Grumble to my mouth a little bit. And on that note, I'm Sarah. I'm Stephanie. And this, and has, this been has been... Dead Time Story. Time Thanks for listening, parentheses, or watching. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman.